WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Anja. I'm Zach. And this is WCSG Backstage. Well, welcome to WCSG Backstage. The holidays are here, and so is our Christmas episode, where we share Christmas in three words, reminisce about childhood Christmases, find out which Peanuts character we would be, and give back to some of our favorite organizations. Christmas is a lot of things to everyone. Of course, it's a time to remember the birth of Jesus, but the season itself is packed with a lot of additional things. So describe Christmas to you, but do it in three words or less. Amanda, lead us off. Okay, I feel like mine are kind of depressing, but when I kept thinking about this, these were the three words that kept coming to mind, and I'm like, I better go with it then. All right. My three words... I really tried. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of things like at Christmas time, like get togethers and I'm a mom and you try and do all the things like let's make it festive for everybody and let's do the tree and let's do the baking day and let's make sure we're seeing everybody that we're supposed to be seeing and getting the gifts that we're supposed to be getting. And I feel like every year I fall just like a little short, but I hope that my kids know, especially like I really did try. Even if I didn't hit the mark, like right square on the head, I, I gave it my best effort. Those are my three words. I think that you do a great job. My first Christmas here at WCSG, we had a big, you know, uh, we always pot have a big potluck. Yeah. And Amanda brought this cornucopia <laughs> that was so amazing and so impressive. And I thought, how does she find time to do this? It's literally the easiest thing. <laughs> but you do a great job. So and that's, keep and that's what I was going to say is I feel like uh, people often feel like they've come up short because we all have our own expectations of ourselves. Yeah, right. And so then we're like, oh, I didn't quite live up to that. But to everybody else around you, like Ann just said, like that cornucopia that is was impressive. very memorable. <laughs> yes. It's okay. something we all remember. I will tell you. Hint, okay. hint. Get this, another one. I, I made one for Thanksgiving. Like it's what I do every year. Like it's what is expected at my family is like you make the cornucopia because then we put like the veggie tray out of it right and um so I was making it last week builder of the house stopped by and I was pulling it out of the oven he was like what is that (laughs) so I did feel like a little proud for a minute but it literally is the easiest thing to put together that reminds me of one of my favorite memes it's uh, from a show that I know you and I both love the great British bake-off oh yes there's that meme where one of the bakers says you just have to do your best. Mm-hmm. Your best might not be the best, but you do your best. Yes, and I know exactly. you always do your best. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> All right, Zach, what about you? Uh, so mine's not really a sentence, but it's three words. Uh, the first two kind of go hand in hand, serving and opportunity. Uh, ever since I was in the first grade, I was always involved in Christmas services at church. When I was a kid, we did like a Christmas musical and my dad and I always acted in it. So we spent all that time practicing, learning our lines and going up to that. Once I reached high school, I did the sound for Christmas service. Eventually, I became the worship planner and leading worship. And then I spent some time on staff at a church and always serve, 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 serve. But that's an incredible 
incredible opportunity. Like Christmas is the one time a year when you can get your non-church friends to come to church with you. Mm-hmm. It's that one time a year where you can get people to unclench their fists and just bump into Jesus. And the stories that I've heard over my 36 years of people that encountered Jesus at a random Christmas service that I was a part of, like it gives me goosebumps just to think about that. And uh, my third word is reset. And you mm-hmm. might think this is a, a New Year's word, and I guess it kind of is because Christmas is almost New Year's, but it's that time when the candles are lit in the service at church, when all the lights turn off and the sound turns off and it's just this low tech, I've got this little tiny light in front of me and I'm looking around the room at my family and my community and it just, it reminds me that God has never changed and like whatever our year has been, whatever we've gone through, like God's seen it all and I can walk out of that service, like dropping all of my baggage from the year Mm -hmm. and ready to start new. Mm, I like that. Thanks, Zach. You know, my three words are seemingly unrelated, except that they all have to do with Christmas. But I started thinking about it, and um, my words are run with my love language. So Mm -hmm. my love language is quality time. You know, I want to spend time Mm -hmm. together. And so Christmas tree is... I love the Christmas tree. I love having the Christmas tree up. I love the lights. I love the way it makes the whole house feel. So Christmas tree was one of my words. I think that's going to be sure. the first one. It's right? hyphenated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And family. And because when I think of Christmas and, you know, we have a I have a huge family and sometimes we all like each other and sometimes only some of us really like each other. But no matter what, we are always spending our holiday season together and we just have a great time together. So Christmas tree, family and peace Mm. and peace because of that place of settling where, you know, um, I'm divorced and going through a big life change like that over the years, it changes um, the holidays, it changes how you feel about things, and finally coming to a place where there is just peace, knowing that God is, he is true, he is honest, he is good, and he is here to provide that peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm. And I really feel that in the holiday season. Love that. Thank you, Anja. I went with family and remembering. Um, Obviously, we all recognize that the holidays are a great time to spend with family, but it's also in that time that you are with them that you're also remembering all the different crazy things that happen. And I think about the holidays, that's usually what I think about is all the holidays past, all the different Thanksgivings, all the Christmases, and all the little nuggets of memories that pop up, like the one time I ate too many M&Ms and I got sick in the back of the corner <laughs> of the room and nobody knew that that happened. Aww. You know, those kinds of things. Now they know. So, yeah, now they know. Uh, so that, I just kind of encompass that in there because I think that brings into like Angela what you were talking about the the peace opportunities and the time with the Christmas tree and Amanda maybe those it brings in some of what you were talking about where moments I tried my best and didn't work out when I was trying to do things for my kids and so um, yeah that's what I went with family and remembering. <laughs> do you care to share the story about the time you tried to take the kids through the Christmas light show? Oh yeah so I, <laughs> which is a great thing. It's a great thing I love that we have this uh, in our area but I do have a son that is a little bit more susceptible to uh, motion sickness. And it seems to come and go. We've never been able to narrow it down as to why it happens. So uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to take them to this Christmas light show. Pretty easy thing to do. Well, there's a long line to get in because I tried to do it like right before Christmas. And we didn't even get into the light show before he's like, I'm going to get sick. And so I, we got right to the cusp, like right where you're supposed to enter. And they're like, okay, that'll be how much. And, and I'm like, I'm 
sorry, I have to leave. And I waited through the entire line, <laughs> left, got to the McDonald's that's just outside of the Fifth Third ballpark. Well, back then it was Fifth Third. Took care of business and then went home. So we've not actually ever experienced uh, the Christmas light show. So, <laughs> But you tried. I did try, exactly. See, trying in memories. a way of bringing us back to our childhood to reminisce about family gatherings, trips to see family, and more. Take a moment to recount what your childhood Christmases were like. Angela, let's start with you. My childhood Christmases were um, just filled with lots of people. Again, I have a I have a huge family. Mm. So it was always a lot of people, um, a lot of family members, and a lot of fun. But one of my favorite Christmas memories, um, we were never allowed to open presents until Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And some people get you know um, Christmas Eve is their time but we were Christmas morning and that was it and my siblings start 10 years younger than me Hmm. so I mean they were little the three of them were little and I was a teenager so they kept hounding my parents and I'm like let us do it so my parents let us open a present on Christmas Eve and it was such a big deal because it was (laughs) never in our lives so they wrapped up these beautiful boxes and brought them out to the four of us. And my brother got an orange. My sister got a box of macaroni and cheese. You know, my baby sister was very happy with hers because she was like three or four at the time. And I got a bag of Doritos. So that was one of my favorite, you know, and I was like, ah, I'm okay with these Doritos. You know, yeah. I was a teenager. So. I feel like that story opens the door to like making that a family tradition. I feel like that's how those <laughs> things start. Like I could so, totally see other families being like, here's what you get. But it's just like some little tiny thing like that. But the, it means so much. The boxes were beautifully wrapped. Like they yeah. had to have a treasure in them. <laughs> Perfect. That's funny. Okay. So mine is kind of, a, I actually had kind of fun re- reminiscing on this. I lived out of state for like 10 years. So it's been a long time since I've had a full family Christmas. So. This was really fun to remember. Christmas Eve was always our extended family Christmas. uh, And Christmas Eve was also my grandpa's birthday. Hmm. So he always got to pick the menu. Usually it was just tacos because my grandpa (laughs) always loved tacos. And uh, so we'd have tacos and we'd sing happy birthday to my grandpa. And then we'd all move into the living room. And uh, my grandma always prepared this like gift bag for everyone in the family. And everyone's had the same style stuff in it. My favorite one was all the boys and the men in the family got the same shirt every single year. It was just some (laughs) random shirt. We called it the family uniform and we always wore the previous year's family uniform to Christmas. And uh, the best thing in those bags, this is a super Dutch tradition. My grandma always got everyone the De Heers chocolate letter of everyone's first name. And my siblings and I would have it gone before we'd get home. Uh, And Christmas day was our like, just nuclear family Christmas, and we always had Bonquette for breakfast. You oh, guys know yum. what Bonquette is? Yes. I've heard of it. So it's like this Dutch delicacy. It's got almond paste, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, this yep. flaky pastry. Like, always had to have Bonquette for breakfast, and then we'd read Luke 2 together, and then uh, my mom always prepared stockings for everyone, and they had the exact same things in them every year. Hope you're sensing a pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got socks, we got matching pajamas for the family, and most importantly, I don't know why this was, Silly putty. There was always yeah. a little egg of silly putty in there. And I remember my whole childhood, I carried that thing with me all year and would just like work it. I think it was like the original fidget spinner was yeah. silly putty. Yeah, right, right. And you put it on the newspaper yes. and use the print. And then we'd always open our gifts, youngest to oldest, all at once mm-hmm. because we wanted everyone to celebrate with everyone together. So like my little brother would open all of his presents together mm. and he'd run over and give everyone hugs. And I really like that. And the most important part about Christmas, which we still do to this day, watch Christmas story all day long. 
I struggle with these types of topics because I struggle to remember much of my childhood. Not sure why that is, but what I can tell you is that the other day I happened to be walking somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but just the smell of the fireplace that was nearby all of a sudden helped me remember a little bit of what I experienced as a child uh, going to Christmases uh, at my grandparents' house. My mom's mom and dad. And that was where we always spent Christmas. We'd go there on Christmas Eve, wake up there on Christmas morning. We always had the bacon, eggs, and toast for breakfast. I can smell the coffee every morning. And uh, when we did our big family gathering, it was always the adults table. And then the kids got to sit with little plates uh, in front of the fireplace. And so it was just, though, just it was a lot of just sensory aspects to it, because I also remember just the way that the tree was decorated and how many lights. And then, of course, back then there was a lot of tinsel and uh, just the old time wrapping paper. So it's just those things, but like it created a feel. So I guess for me, while I don't have many details about, uh, hey, this is what happened. It's more like just the feeling of that experience about being at my grandparents' house. For me, I didn't realize what we didn't have until now I'm older and I realized my parents had to be super creative about making sure we had everything we needed for Christmas time. Um, they got married very young, had kids very young, and so oftentimes financially, like it wasn't, they could just go and go to Sears and buy all the things. Sure. It was, we got to make sure we're minding our, our pennies. Um, but I never remember ever going without for Christmas. My mm -hmm. parents somehow figured out a way to get the Cabbage Patch doll, to get my sister the bike, to get me the hair crimper, like whatever it was I wanted. <laughs> like we made sure, they made sure that we got it. And um, thinking back, it was my family is all local and so we would do my dad's side of the family christmas eve my mom's side of the family on christmas day always a lot of family like jeremy i can remember some of those smells like of coffee and cigarette smoke and like just different <laughs> yeah. like that's what yeah. that comes to mind um a lot of cousins always involved but one of my memories i have and i don't know if you guys that are from West Michigan remember this, do you guys remember Tilly the talking Christmas tree? Yes. Yeah. We've she, talked about this on the show, but I have zero experience. She with it. was at Eastbrook Mall. Yes. And it was this Christmas tree, like, not statue. It was like a big display. And Tilly would talk to you. Yes. And on the inside yes. of Tilly, there was like a young woman who would always be like, oh, I really like your dress. What do you want for Christmas this year? And we couldn't figure it out until you get older and you realize there's a person inside of Tilly. But Tilly wasn't animated. Like it wasn't like it was a, a costume. So right. Tilly didn't move. Tilly right. just stood there. It was just like a face that yes. kind of moved sometimes. And so it was always a big deal for us to be able to go visit <laughs> Tilly the talking Christmas tree. <laughs> and we do have some listeners who were the voice of Tilly. Oh. Like we've talked about it over the years. Like, oh yeah, when I was a student at Kelvin, I was the voice of Tilly the talking tree. So that was always a fun memory. And I kind of wish Tilly would make a comeback. I think she'd be super popular. Would you be the voice? I mean, I could be. Yeah. I'm always looking for a chance to make a little extra dough at Christmas time. <laughs> Peanuts are synonymous with the holidays because of their various specials. We're talking about cartoon characters like Charlie Brown, Linus, and Lucy. Well, it's time to figure out which Peanuts character we are. Each of us is taking a very, very scientific So quiz. scientific. And now it's time to reveal the results. Zach, what Peanuts character did you get? Uh, not surprised one bit by this. I am Linus. Oh. 
Matt says, wise beyond your years, you're a kind, good-natured philosopher of the people. You spend lots of time pondering life's greatest and nicest mysteries, but at heart, you're an eternal optimist who just wants to believe in the goodness of others and the existence of the Great Pumpkin. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. And you carry a blanket around. I was so going to say, where's your blanket? Um, no comment. <laughs> the Thanksgiving podcast, if you guys listened to that one, did the same thing. And Dodd also got Linus, and that does not surprise me oh, one yeah. bit that we are the same. As I prepped the podcast episode, I had a chance to take the test before everybody else just to see, like, is this going to be anything remotely close? I, it didn't, but it was the best one that I could find. And so I had to recreate to get my answer. I've taken the test now three three times. I got Schroeder once, but I got Pigpen three times. So clearly, no matter how I answer, Pigpen is who I am, even though I don't feel like it quite articulates who I am. Here's what it says. You are an inspiring free thinker, a laid back nonconformist who's not afraid to walk your own path. You're unbelievably comfortable in your own skin and clothes, and you have a deep and profound appreciation for history and all of its dirt, some of which may be hovering around you now. Some of it maybe, but most of it probably not. You are one of the tidiest people and most exactly. organized people I've ever met. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that part is accurate. Free thinker, laid back. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> I think maybe it's in the name that really is putting it yeah. off, right? Yeah. Pig pen. Yeah. You yeah. know. So anyways, that's that's where we lay in it. I'm sure maybe I could be a maybe a hybrid of pig pen and Schroeder. Maybe. Well, speaking of Schroeder, that's who I got. And it says, you stroll through life to the beat of your own music, hmm. preferably something inspired by Beethoven, of course. While you love your friends immensely, you also have a deep appreciation for your alone time. Yes, hallelujah. After all, <laughs> it is hard to appreciate the music of the day when people keep prattling in your ear. Hmm. And I feel like music in my ears, like that's what I do for a living. Yeah. So I do have a lot of that. But um, yeah, I like being around people, but also that alone time is, is super safe. It's how you recharge. It is how I recharge. Yeah. And it's okay to be that person sometimes. Yes. <laughs> you bet. I thought for sure going into this that I would get Lucy. Mm. I thought, you know, <laughs> she's dramatic. She's over the top. I'm like, I'm so going to get Lucy. I did not. I am Woodstock. Oh, okay. You Woodstock. You are one tough cookie, a born leader with a fierce passion and aptitude for sports mm. and the great outdoors. <laughs> Most people have a hard time keeping up with you on the track and off. But while you're all about the big talk and the big game, those closest to you know you're a secret romantic at heart Aww. so I feel like that's somewhat accurate I feel like it is too other than the sports things I mean I, I, I used to be a, a runner but I wouldn't call myself a sports fan in any way sure. so and I certainly didn't lead the pack in that <laughs> what I think is interesting though between this Christmas episode and the Thanksgiving episode nobody got Charlie Brown like he's like the staple guy maybe because right. we're all too optimistic <laughs> like Charlie's kind of a we all like, have the ability to kick a football <laughs> I do not but he yeah he's often very sad so I guess it's good that none of us got Charlie Brown I am as bald as Charlie Brown <laughs> if you wore the yellow shirt with with the, the stripe on the front. That's a great Halloween costume. <laughs> it's time for us to do something. It's time for us to do something. 
We tend to do a lot of giving during the holidays. With this act of giving in mind, we'd like to highlight a few organizations, besides WCSD, of course, that we support. It's time to give a shout out to these organizations, share why we support them and what they do. Jeremy, why don't you go first? All right. So uh, there's a couple. Actually, there's several, but I narrowed it down to two. Uh, The first one that I support is Kids Food Basket. I've been with them for a while. Uh, If you're not familiar with what they do, they exist to increase access to healthy food for children and their families. Their core flagship thing that they do are those sack suppers that get delivered to schools and they get sent home with kids so that when they get home, they have a meal that will prep them for the next day. Otherwise, uh, really inhibits their ability to focus and learn for school. Found some statistics since July of 2021. They have served 1.3 million meals, grown and distributed almost 140 thousand servings of produce from their new farm that they installed and then have impacted 4,300 children across 95 distribution sites across Kent, Muskegon, Ottawa, and Allegan counties. Uh, There are lots of different ways to support them. You can, of course, donate, but also uh, decorate some brown bags and you can even help pack sack suppers, which I know I've done personally, but also as a team, we've done it uh, through WCSG. And then the other organization is Brody's Bee Cafe did a live broadcast broadcast with them uh, about a year and a half ago and just kind of really appreciated what they do. It's a cafe in Ada, but Brody's, while being the first, has inspired other cafes of similarity to be uh, set up in Grand Haven and Hudsonville with Kenzie's Bee Cafe and Maggie's Bee Cafe. Their whole thing is coffee with a purpose. And what they do is they provide a safe and enjoyable workspace, work environment for individuals with intellectual and developmental delays, along with other special needs. They have what they call baristas. So these are enabled students who are maybe um, special needs to be able to get that experience working a job. A couple ways you can support them are through donations or just by stopping in and grabbing a coffee. The one in Ada has like such a cool vibe to it yeah, too. It it's in an old house. In house and so if yeah. you need a spot to go work or just, you know, visit with a friend, like it's, they are a really, really cool organization. My two are ones that perhaps you've heard about through WCSG. The first one, Keys for Kids Ministries. I am on the board for them. Um, And the reason I really appreciate what they do is because they are all about reaching children and families for Christ all over the world. In the United States, we are so incredibly spoiled. If you go to any church, they've got a kids program you can plug your kids into. They're going to learn a song. They're going to get a little Sunday school lesson. And it makes life for parents a little bit easier. But in so many areas around the world, that's just not a thing. Mm. And so they produce printed devotionals, online devotionals, and they have a kids radio station, which originated here at Cornerstone. And that's where I kind of got my start in radio, um, where you know kids get to listen to music that is geared toward them but also has a spiritual message and with so much garbage out there it's a really really good alternative um, for kids and families to dig into so that's one and then my second one is Compassion International and you've probably heard of them through WCSG um, our family sponsors two children and I've been on three trips with Compassion each one of them really powerful because it is the work of the local church that is saving these kids from poverty and they're doing it in Jesus' name. So what these kids are able to do is come and get education, get a hot meal, get health care. And it's not like, oh, hey, I'm going to the Compassion Project. It's I'm going to church and church is taking care of me. And the reason the church can take care of them is because they partner with Compassion. So it is definitely a great organization to be plugged into. Yeah, absolutely. So the couple of organizations that I support, one of them is 
a local group called Artists Creating Together. And I sat on a board for our cabinet to raise funds for a new building renovation. And it was such an incredible experience because Artists Creating Together, or ACT, is a group that artists are able to do uh, express themselves, but all of the artists have uh, a disability of some sort. Mm. And it is such an amazing thing to see um, this organization that is just there for the joy of the person. And, you know, um, yes, we need organizations that provide for these people. We need organizations that provide education. But this is just an organization where uh People with and without disabilities can come together and either create music, hmm. dance, um, art. They also have a traveling um, that was part of the the fundraiser that we did. They have a traveling artist table, so it's this bus that gets moved around and hmm. they drop like the sides, and they're able to bring it to communities and schools where where there maybe are children and adults with disabilities and. It can be any disability, a physical disability, um, any challenges, uh, someone with Down syndrome, even uh, people that have had brain injuries mm -hmm. and helping the recovery process in that, too. And one of the things that really amazed me about this, and I guess it's something that I know it's something that I didn't think a lot about, but really disability is no respecter of persons. It has right. no, uh, it, 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 it spans all socioeconomic classes. Mm -hmm. So this group brings together so many different people from different backgrounds that just truly love their family members. Mm. And so that's a that's a an organization I've continued to support. I've not heard of that one. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And a new organization, it's House of Hope. And there is a home that is being constructed and will be put up in 2023. And it'll be in um, Grandville, Wyoming area. And it is specifically to help victims of human trafficking. Mm. Um, so that's a real need. And, and, you know, and it may surprise a lot of people that that's a real need in our community. Yeah. Each person will have their own space, which is huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they'll have their own private space to be able to heal and grow and reconnect to, to community. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So my two organizations, uh, they're both international. I got connected to both of these organizations through a church that I attended when I was living in another part of the country. Uh, the first one is called Sozo International. It's S-O-Z-O -O International. I can't say too much about it because they operate in Afghanistan mm. and there's a, a lot of security risks there. Uh, what I can say is they're one of the few Western organizations that are allowed to operate in the country, and they were the only one that was there before 9-11 happened, which wow. is why they're still allowed to be there. Um, Sozo started as a way to get women in Afghanistan access to health care, which is incredibly difficult for uh, women of that country to do. And now they do so much more. You can learn more about Sozo International at sozointernational.org. And uh, the other one is in Uganda. It's called Musana. It started out as Musana's children's home, and now it's so much more. Uh, it started in response to a, a crisis in Uganda. There was civil war after civil war. There's so many years of, of war and conflict in Uganda. And a team from this church went there on a mission trip and noticed in the village they were in, there's no men anywhere. 
There were no mm-hmm. adult men. And they asked about it and said, well, a lot of the men lost their lives in the conflict. Uh, a lot of them are just absent because of addictions that they've acquired. And a lot of them just abandoned their families to go to other countries to look for work and just mm. left their, their wife and children behind. So Musana started as a way to kind of fill that gap and raise up the generation of boys to become men in this city in Uganda that needed it. And in just 15 short years, it's become so much more. Now it's not just a boy's home. It's a school for kids three years old to 12th grade. Uh, all the education is provided through scholarships, through people in other parts of the world that are supporting Musana, uh, kind of similar to what Compassion International does. Uh, and and uh, Musana is also able to provide college scholarships to graduating students that wish to continue. And now they're also providing work training to women of the region who historically uh, they haven't been able to find work because they've been taking care of children and they haven't had educational opportunities. Um, some of the things that these women learn at Musana is craftsmanship, like uh, embroidery and tailoring. They've got a hairdressing school and they've got a little local coffee shop that um, they train people at and then they move on from working at the coffee shop to working in other businesses through the skills they learned. And the brand new addition to Musana this year is they've got a healthcare system now. It's a full hospital in a city called Iganga and uh, they've got teams that also travel to rural villages to give education and vaccinations and all sorts of things. Uh, Musana is also now uh, one of the only rehabilitation and disability programs in Uganda mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Musana is awesome. Uh, I get goosebumps every time I talk about them. You can learn more uh, musana.org. It's M-U-S-A-N-A dot org. I think the lesson we've learned here is if you are passionate about something, yeah. you can certainly find someone who's doing work to help that thing. That's true. Um, you know, and even like a lot of them based in West Michigan or not too far from here, there's a lot of people doing a lot of really good work. And we'll have all these linked on our website at wcsg.org. Just search the keyword backstage. Well, thank you for spending time with WCSG Backstage. You can learn more on our website, wcsg.org, keyword backstage from all of us at WCSG. Merry Christmas to you and your family. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Angela. I'm Zach. And this is WCSG Backstage.